And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course, a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals in their pursuit of more that matters. Our clients discover ways to be more, see more, and achieve more, and finish without regret. Organizations become places that people love to work, serve, and be customers. In these episodes of our podcast, I'm giving you a look behind the curtain to see what's happening with interactions between people where behavior is seen as so frustrating that it's described as, quote, driving me crazy. These crazy-making relationships can be anywhere and affect anyone, but they are especially challenging at work or in other settings where you must cooperate with one another to produce. It impacts the work atmosphere, performance, productivity, employee engagement, and relationships in general in your workplace. The perspectives I'm sharing can help you at home, at work, at church, or in any of your community activities, anywhere you encounter people that may tend to make you a little crazy. Before we dive in, here's a note of clarification. I'll use the term belief in a broad sense to include the framework you choose for understanding the world and your experiences in it. This can and likely will include religious beliefs for some, but it is not limited to them. In the last episode, we explored how family of origin experiences can leave you with unhelpful, undesirable emotional baggage that affects your belief system. You have other experiences outside the family of origin that can leave you with similar emotional baggage. This baggage from your experiences powerfully affects your beliefs about who people are, how they behave, and how a task is to be performed. Your baggage and its influence will stay with you. It's incorporated into the way you view the world and, as a result, the way you live and relate to the world. But ultimately, you choose what you will do with this baggage and how you will let it influence you and how you see the world. You organize your experiences into a belief system as a way of making sense of your experiences of the world. Much of your feeling of safety, security, belonging, and potential is founded in your beliefs. There are infinite possibilities of experiences and ways of organizing them. The organizing helps keep you from confusion and overwhelm. You'd have a very unstable existence if you had no way of paring down all you experience into some manageable system. So how does your belief system come to be? Throughout your lifespan, until you draw your last breath, you are forming and reforming your belief system. You'll incorporate some things and reject some things. You'll form and reform your belief system many times in your life. Its contents come from the instruction of authority figures, through your participation in relationships and life circumstances, and from your vicarious experiences and observations. As I've mentioned, they come from your family of origin and your life experiences, some of which are positive and helpful, and others which left unhelpful, unneeded baggage in our belief systems. Though the influences that inform your beliefs are vast for one person, the influences on our perspectives and the beliefs you form are extremely limited when compared to the possibilities. 
Your beliefs about the world are an exceedingly small and limited framework inside of what could be. This same system that helps you so much also sets you up for people to make you crazy. Why does your belief system set you up for this? Well, your belief system is uniquely yours. Your beliefs are the basis on which you live and understand the world around you and interact with it. Some of your beliefs are truer to reality than others. Some may not have their roots in truth or reality at all. Nonetheless, your belief system is like a lens through which you try to understand the world and contribute as an agent and participant in relationships and circumstances. As you live, you will regularly find that people and situations do not align with your beliefs about how the world works. If you can make it through one day without finding this misalignment, it's an unusual occurrence. When you believe that the way you see the world is the truth and there is no other, that your way is right and others are wrong, this sets you up to get crazy when you encounter that myriad of other ways of being and doing in the world. Your craziness and frustration with situations and in relationships results from your beliefs about the situation conflicting with what actually occurs. Things are not working the way you believe they are to work. You believe that the thoughts and actions of others should align with your belief system, with the way you think they are to be and do. Any behavior or occurrence that does not conform to your beliefs, you may judge them to be a problem, incorrect, or just plain wrong. Many times you can attach such an issue to a person and judge the person as the problem. Your craziness comes not from the situation, but how you think about or what you believe about the situation. It comes from your interpretation of harmless behaviors and occurrences that are not wrong. They're simply different from what you believe they are to be. Let me mention that this is not to deny that some situations and behaviors are indeed problematic and socially disruptive, but this also is judged through a lens of belief. If your beliefs are rigid, resistant to change, or unwilling to accept that there are other ways, you'll be pretty miserable most of the time. But if you're willing to consider that some of your beliefs have stopped working as well as they seem to work before, that they're not serving you as well, and may not be at all consistent with what is, then you're in a position to grow and adapt. When you discover a weakness in your beliefs, it'll be troubling at first. You may feel shaken and disoriented, confused. But if you'll take the disorientation as an opportunity to investigate and grow, you can create a belief system that's truer to reality and that serves you better. This can happen over and over again in your life, even on a daily basis. If you feel stuck in your belief system and unable to flex as needed, there is likely an emotional component involved that may come from unhelpful, unnecessary emotional baggage. Personal insecurities, also emotional, can keep you from acknowledging the baggage or that your belief system is not working. So, what's a person to do? Number one. Be courageous in facing the challenges and work involved here. Lean in. It is hard work and it is a little scary. Number two, do the work toward discovering and managing the baggage. I suggest that you engage the services of a counselor or therapist who can support you in discovering the baggage and in the ongoing management of it. It's the emotional aspect of this that affects your belief system and you want to manage it. There is no shame in engaging the services of a counselor or therapist. 
The shame may come actually in the irresponsibility of not engaging such help when it is available. Number three, be open to adjusting your belief system throughout your life. This is a choice to learn and grow. Number four, explore your belief system. A counselor or therapist can help in this area, but a good friend, mentor, or coach can help here also. In order to serve you best, your beliefs must become more inclusive, discriminating, open, reflective, permeable, and emotionally able to change. When your belief system has these qualities, it can better generate beliefs and opinions that are truer to objective reality and will be more justified to guide your actions. Holding your belief system like this can change the way you approach life, adjust the lens with which you see others, and can turn your experiences from crazy-making to interesting or even fascinating. Number five. Start using questions to evaluate your beliefs about how you see others and the world. Use those questions instead of declarations. Here are some examples. What do I believe about this? How did I come to this belief? Why should I believe this? How true is this belief? How well is this belief serving me as I live and relate? How well is it working? How else could I see this? And how does my belief need to be adjusted to serve better for living and relating? Now, you may be thinking that this is a big job and wondering how you can get that done. It seems daunting. True, it is a big job. I support people in doing this kind of work all the time. And if you have interest in doing this kind of work, please contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com and I'll be glad to respond to you and maybe we'll get together by phone. Also, please contact me if I can join you in your pursuit of more that matters. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast says you realize that there's something else out there that you might want to know that would be helpful to you. And if we can help you be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, we're here for you. Contact us through our website or at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com and we'll explore the possibilities. No pressure and no obligation. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.